Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Kiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by one day Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. Produced in conjunction with GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted. Rondé Barber. To the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Ronda. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. What is up, NFL fans? Welcome to Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. I'm Ron Kruk, joined as always by the stars of the show, former New York Giant Tiki Barber and former Tampa Bay Buck Rondé Barber. Guys, week number nine is in the rearview mirror, and I don't know, it could go down as the craziest NFL week of the season. But before we get to that, we have to acknowledge what Mr. Tiki Barber accomplished this past weekend. <laughs> there should be a big applause finishing the New York Marathon in four hours and 47 minutes and coming in an impressive 15,270 <laughs> place. Seriously, well done, Tiki, and not bad for a guy who almost didn't even make it to the starting. Yeah, that was my seventh New York City marathon finish, my 14th overall, but this one almost didn't happen because I wasn't trained for it, really, because I didn't think I could make it. Playing, uh, I called an Alabama-LSU game, which actually turned out to be a really great game this weekend, but there's no way to get home from Tuscaloosa. So I had to drive to Atlanta, got in at 3 a.m., slept for an hour and a half, got on a plane at 6 flew to uh, LaGuardia in New York City, took an Uber to the bridge. I was on the wrong side of the bridge, so I had to coerce the state police to take me across the bridge, which finally got me to the start line about 15 minutes before I ran 26.2 miles with my buddy. So uh, I finished. That's all I care about. I was dying and starving, uh, but I got to the end, and that's me and 25 or 26,000 others uh, finished uh, the New York City Marathon on the 50th, the 50th running of the New York City Marathon. I was getting ready to give you a lot of flack, but after hearing that description, I think I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> no, no, there's no me. chance. Ron, I'm I can't believe it. Miles. <laughs> it was 30 minutes off my PR. 30. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the new norm for you. You just come in hot and just yeah, jump on in. Hey, who needs to train? <laughs> Forget it. Uh, yeah, train, nothing. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, Good the job, bar man. has been set. I mean, Rondé, next you next year, you're going to try to beat your brother's time. I can run 26 miles in 26 days, one a day. That's about <laughs> all I can do. You know what? You know what it is. It's Ron. It's the it's the those extra six years that I put on my my uh, body playing football. I just I can't do it, man. That's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. 
I get all I'm hearing is you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> We're gonna roll chance. with that. No, there is no chance. I, I can no speak chance. for Rondé. There is not zero listening. chance. I'm not listening. All right. <laughs> hey guys, let's take a, a look back before we move forward at really an unprecedented week number nine in the NFL where the dogs were barking all day long, covering in nine of 12 games. But to me, the remarkable stat of the weekend was. The seven biggest favorites last Sunday went 0-7 against the spread, and yeah. five of them lost outright. I mean, I'm personally still trying to figure out what the heck happened in Jacksonville and in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, this is not Jackson- the week that any – yeah. Yeah, it's not the week any of us expected, right? And it started in college football. How did Wake lose to Carolina? <laughs> not only did they not cover, they lost Carol- to Carolina. Because Carolina decides they want to score 50 at some point every three weeks or so, and it doesn't matter who they're playing. They're going to score 50, in this case, 58. Uh, 113 points in that game. So I hope anybody went over. I think both teams actually went over. So uh, that was an unbelievable game. I would say a a few other notable stats, guys. Uh, The Chiefs now 0-5 against the spread at home after Green Bay scored that late touchdown. They are now three and ten at home in their last thirteen, and this year two and seven against the spread. Uh, I mean, who needs Mahomes versus Rogers when you have Mahomes versus Love? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I would say, Ron. I would say that the league is in a state of parallelism. <laughs> Basically, yes. it's parody, baby. It's, anybody can win I, any week. I'm, I'm done picking. On. <laughs> I'm yeah. done picking. But the Giants. Like what happened? Giants, to, what happened to Cincinnati? Are you kidding me, Cincinnati? What? Oh, I'm done with them. You know what happened? You stopped picking them. That's what happened. Mm. Since you stopped picking them the last two weeks, they've tanked. Good point. Good point. Yeah, but I'm less worried about Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati and the Browns is a, it's a it's a rivalry game. I mean, yes, they got destroyed, but they also lost the week before to the New York Jets. So, I mean, are you surprised really what's going on with Cincinnati Bengals? The Raiders were yeah. the more interesting one, losing to the Giants sure. at home, and Derek Carr just looked off. He had a couple of yeah. easy throws, just easy touchdowns he just missed on. And when you miss and you're on the road, it comes back to bite you. Giants get a big win for yeah. them. They're now three and six. They're not out of it, to be honest with you. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, I tell you this. The AFC is a mess, right? It's, it's, I mean, ask yourselves, is Tennessee really the best team in the conference? You know, two or three weeks ago. Suddenly, right? apparently, they are. You are. Yeah. Two or three weeks ago, the Chiefs were buried. Now they're only a half game out of the West. You know, the NFC is a little bit more top-heavy. But it's, man, this is it's a unique year, to say the least, man. It sure is. Buffalo, Dallas, the Rams, we thought they were the, the cream of the crop. They all lose, uh, you know, and some good teams, guys, have not been good against the spread. The Ravens and the Bucks mm. are three and five against the spread this year. So a lot of craziness going on, but we better get to the picks because, Rondé, I'm, I'm sure your tea time's coming up, isn't it? <laughs> some point. We, We just got to make things right. All right, here we go, guys. Game number one. You know, if the favorites let you down last week, the good news is you got another chance. We begin with an AFC matchup uh, between the five and four New England Patriots hosting the five and four Cleveland Browns. The Patriots guys return home after easily covering in Carolina last week. I believe we all picked that game. And the Browns are one of those underdogs that had no issues covering. 
winning outright and blowing out their in-state rival, the Cincinnati Bengals. Both teams five and four against the spread this season. Now, something to keep an eye on in this game, Browns uh, running back Nick Chubb. He did test positive for COVID this week. Mm -hmm. He is vaccinated, and if he gets two negative tests uh, 24 hours apart, he could be cleared to play week 10, but you want to keep an eye on that situation. The line, according to Superbook.com, Opened up New England, guys, as a minus two and a half uh, point favorite. It is now down to New England minus one and a half. The over-under sits at 45 and a half points. Uh, Tiki, break down the matchup for us. Yeah, this is really tough to figure out how it's going to play out because uh, Mac Jones and the New England Patriots are playing so well. Such good football. Three wins in a row. And if you go back to the Dallas game, uh, where they lost in overtime, they put th uh, four good performances back to back to back to back. And so you would assume that they're starting to figure themselves out. Mac Jones isn't making mistakes, like a three interception game he had early in the season. We haven't seen that. They're running the ball effectively enough. The challenge is that there's no real big explosive plays on this Patriots team. And when you're playing a Browns team that is one of the top defenses in, in the NFL and uh, Miles Garrett is leading the league with 12 sacks and 36 pressures. You got to be able to be explosive at times. So as I look at this game, I look at a Browns team. Yes, that even though they might not have Nick Chubb, they do have a really good alternative uh, in Dearness Johnson, who in their stead a couple of weeks ago put up 146 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I believe he can step right in. It's, it's all about their offensive line and whether or not we're going to blame Odell Beckham Jr. for their lack of success or not. It is what it is. When he's not there, they play significantly better. Donovan Peoples-Jones has turned into a, a, a reclamation project, uh, the kid out of, of, out of Michigan. And so I believe that they're going to be able to continue the role that they started against Cincinnati last week. And even though I love the Patriots and I love the momentum they've built, over the last month, I'm going to go Browns here getting a point and a half, even though they're on the road. Uh, agree with you, especially on your latter point. The Browns are just, they're enigmatic, man. It's just who are they? They're capable of being like clearly the best running team in football, no matter who uh, is running the football, Hunt, you know, uh, Chubb, Dearness, uh, Johnson, it doesn't matter. But they're a roller coaster in the passing game. Odell Beckham drama aside, let's put that aside. They are average <laughs> as hell in the passing game. Both tight ends, Tiki. Both tight ends and Kareem Hunt are their top three leading receivers. The reclamation project or not with this people's guy, they, they don't throw the ball to their wide receivers. They just don't. So and look, if they don't run the ball well, they don't they lose close games. And the Patriots, I I, I too agree with you on the Patriots. They have found something here uh, in the middle yeah. part of the season. They started two and four. They run off three straight wins, all different type of wins, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and now they're only a half game back of the Bills team that you know right. you say they're floundering. Um, the one thing I like about uh, this this Patriots team, they don't make mistakes that beat you. Uh, I think Damian Harris is questionable, right? Uh, yeah. In this game with the he had a concussion last week. Correct. Uh, but this but this game is a pick them. I don't know. I just feel like Cleveland's third ranked defense is going to step up on the road, especially because the Patriots can't run the ball. If they don't, if they don't, if they don't, if they don't have to, they cannot run the ball. Uh, I know most of the bets are coming in against the Pats, but this is going to be a close game. These teams are comparable in a lot of different ways, but I think Cleveland covers this even even uh, at New England. 
All right, so both Tiki and Rondé go with Cleveland. Well, we can't have a clean sweep. Come on. I mean, I, I'm with I'm with you, Rondé. I mean, the Patriots have looked great, reeled off three straight wins. Um, it's a huge game, as you said. They're, they're close uh, half game behind Buffalo. But I always like storylines that kind of come into this. And remember, Bill Belichick once coached those Browns. Mm. And was fired in 1995. I think he thoroughly enjoys beating Cleveland. Always. Somehow he'll get it done. I mean, the key, again, I I, I agree with you, Tiki. Johnson can come in, and as he uh, proved against the Broncos, he ran all over them. He can get it done. But I think the Pats are going to just stack that box, do everything that they can to stop the run, put it on Baker Mayfield, who is not 100% and still dealing with that shoulder injury. I think New England's defense has been playing really well, and somehow I think Mac Jones will just do enough to get the win for the Patriots. I'm going New England at home. All right, the best way to be ready for week number 10 is, of course, by staying on top of the latest odds and the line movement at Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app today and get in on the action. Make sure you're following us on social media at Superbook Sports. All right, we now turn the spotlight, guys, on a matchup in the NFC and the return of two quarterbacks, or at least we hope to see Seattle's Russell Wilson and the Packers' Aaron Rodgers go at it. Seattle, three and five, traveling to Green Bay, who comes into the game with a seven and two record. Wilson, of course, has missed the last three games while dealing with that finger injury. And we all know the drama going on in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. As long as he clears COVID protocols, he should play, but there is a chance in this game. This game could lose a lot of shine if suddenly we have Geno Smith versus Jordan Love or some other combination. Keep an eye on that. Here's the line according to Superbook.com. Guys, we've seen some movement in this one. Green Bay opened up at minus five and a half. The current odds right now are the Packers minus three. The over-under point total is sitting at 49 and a half points. Uh, Rondé, you're up. Uh, break down this game for us. This one, this one shocked me a little bit simply because uh, the, the the line is shocking me simply because uh, we don't know who's playing quarterback for either one. This is a quarterback status game, right? You know, maybe we'll get to see Russell not show us how intensely he's working out in front of the pregame cameras for <laughs> for, for what? <laughs> I had to get I had to get that in. That was uh, brilliant. Look, if if Rodgers is not eligible to play, uh, and we don't, and we won't know until Saturday, until Saturday night, because he's not eligible to come back until Saturday, he needs two negative tests. Uh, so I, he, I, there's a good chance we're going to see Jordan Love, and and I think we, we proven last week that he's not quite quite it. You know, he's already shown he's really green. Uh, his first start was left a lot to be desired. It was a game I couldn't watch. It was boring as hell. Um, mm-hmm. um, but but there's still, in spite of all of that. They are still eight numbers to spread this year. So if you're if you're simply talking betting, you ha- you still have to take uh, Green Bay because they are. If Seattle's inept without Russell Wilson, they weren't uh, burning down the barn with him. Their weapons scare you, of course. Their wide receivers are great, but the Packers' defense is top five. And Devontae Adams, to me, is due for a big game, no matter who's a quarterback. I've I've lauded Lafleur all year long. I think he does a great job coaching. You know, he found a way to stay in a in a game in KC where he had zero chance of winning. 
Um, I, I think I think Green Bay home. This is a this is a no brainer. Three and a half. Because even if if Russell Wilson comes back, he's not going to be the Russell Wilson that we that we know. He's got an injury to his throwing hand. So it, this point. one this one's Green Bay all way. Yeah, so we always tend to agree on one and disagree on another. I got to disagree on this one simply because I was listening to what Aaron Rodgers was doing in his in his off time. It was yoga, like sitting around meditating. It wasn't like working out. He wasn't doing anything. Aaron, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I know he can turn around and be great just because he's great. But I also worry, Rondé, that he's not going to play. And Jordan Love just seems lost. He tries to do the things that Aaron Rodgers do, does. You saw it last week. He's trying to throw these back yeah, shoulders. Yeah, he tries to mimic him. Yeah, yeah he like tries leaning to mimic off him. his back foot like, oh, I got this on the back shoulder. He goes in interceptions. Like, dude, you're not good enough to act like Aaron Rodgers. Just be yourself. Well, yeah. and on the other side of this, yes, Seattle's defense sucks, and it still sucks. You can't, you can't put it any other way. Somehow, or Bobby become, Wagner. Yeah, yeah. And somehow they've become one of the top ten scoring defenses in the NFL, though. I think a yeah. lot of that is the teams that they've been playing. But if they're playing an inferior quarterback and uh, in, in, in Jordan Love, I think it gives them a little bit of the advantage. Now, who's the leading rusher on the Seattle Seahawks? Anyone? Anyone? It's Alex Collins. He has 304 yards, right? He's not inspiring you in any way or shape or form. However. Carson, Chris Carson is coming back this week. He's practiced on Wednesday. We believe yep. he'll be available. Yep. And to me, that pretends that the Seattle Seahawks can can win this game in old school, traditional fashion, like before Russell Wilson had to throw for 350 yards a game. They turn around, they hand the football off, they let Russell do what Russell does. He kicks it down the, uh, the field to DK Metcalf, who's leading the team in touchdowns. And I think that Seattle finds a way to go disrupt the Green Bay Packers because of their quarterback pending potential quarterback situation. Give me the Seattle Seahawks uh, getting three here on the road in Green Bay. All right, Tiki going Seattle, Rondé going Green Bay. Yeah, well, I'll I'll give you this. If uh, Seattle does go to Green Bay and win, it's doing the NFC a favor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Back to parity. Back to parity. Back to the NFC. By the way, both of those cities, not a place where you'd be playing golf today. Good point. Very good point. What city would you be playing golf? Anywhere in the South, baby. Anywhere in the South. (laughs) Uh, Quickly, my take on this game, man. I I think it's such a key, of course, if if Rodgers takes the field. Um, But, of course, even if he does, he hasn't played in two weeks. So it's not only Wilson that has the the layoff. Watch how the line goes, of course, um, to see once they announce if Rodgers will be there. Uh, I, I I was going back and forth with this. I, mm-hmm. I thought that uh, Wilson would keep it close. I think the addition of Carson is huge. Didn't like Green Bay at, when it opened at five and a half. But at three, I do. I, I'm with you, Rondé. I think Devontae Adams is set for a huge game. After what he had to deal with, Jordan Love couldn't get the ball near him. Uh, I think he's going to go off and grab everything that Rodgers throws to him if he plays. Um, Seahawks, the other thing, they've lost their nine straight at Lambeau Field. So I'm leaning towards the pack at minus three, but if it goes three and a half, four, I'm staying away from it. All right, guys, time now for the Superbook Sports Barber Brothers Games of the Week. Before you lock in your picks, make sure 
You keep on top of the latest lines at superbook.com and download the app today. All right, Tiki, give us your game of the week. This was maybe the easiest game of the week that I could have looked at, and it's tomorrow. It's actually tonight because uh, this is airing on a Thursday. The Baltimore Ravens uh, laying seven and a half on the road at the Miami Dolphins. First of all, I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. It could be Tua, but maybe not. It could be Jacoby Brissett. But either way, they're going to throw at least an interception, maybe two. Because that's just <laughs> what they, think they, they tend to do on a week-in and week-out basis. There, there's zero explosion on this Miami offense. I love what Jalen Waddell could become. He's yeah. leading the team in receptions right yep. now. Mike Gusecki keeps beasting it with these one-handed th- catches and stuff. But – I'm not excited by Miami right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We talked about the Cleveland Browns, right, and their top rushing offense in the NFL. They're only number two. And you know why? Because the Baltimore Ravens are number one. We talk about them all the time. They're running offense. Lamar Jackson's leading their team in rushing with 600 yards rushing. This is the quarterback. He's got 600 yards rushing already. Every year they clip 3,000. 3,000. A great rushing year for an NFL team is about 1,900. They get 3,000 per annum, right? Crazy. So the Baltimore Ravens yeah. are going to go down to Miami and just completely take care of business. They're starting to feel their mojo. Lamar is the catalyst. He's the MVP in so many ways because without him, they have two wins, maybe one. Uh, and so I love Miami. I love uh, Baltimore laying seven and a half, even though they're on the road with the Miami Dolphins. What is it? Probably 70% of the people are betting are doing exactly what you say. Oh, all the public is on this one. <laughs> all the public. <laughs> yeah, and remember, the Ravens have struggled to cover this season going three and five. They've been in a lot of close games. I, well, Miami is three, five, and one against the spread. I kind of expect uh, the Ravens to blow up a little bit in yep. this game as well. Uh, so that leads us to you, Rondé. Give us uh, the game that you will be keeping an eye on. The game I'm I'm – looking for is uh forward to is the rams at 49ers both cities by the way where you could be playing golf today <laughs> Good point. You, you know what you know you never know what to expect you know weather updates this week and golf updates that's what i love about this show. look both of these teams are cut off disappointing losses right the 49ers were no match for for Arizona. Now they've lost four or five, and they're just they're not looking like a good team, right? They're get they're if it's plus four to, to the home team here, and look, I, nobody expected or saw what coming what happened to the Rams last week uh, versus Tennessee Titans. I will say this: turnovers, dude, are a great equalizer. They dominated that football game. I think uh, Tennessee had less than 200 yards rushing, right? And they dominate time possession, but they still lost a football game. That right. it, it gives you concern when, when the best team uh, or one of the best teams in the, in the league is losing games when you dominate a game like that. Like we're at that point of the year where you're either proving it or you're not. It's a rivalry game, of course, and both teams need a bounce back. Jimmy G has had two decent games, statistically at least, but it always feels like he's not good enough to win. He's just not good enough to win. And there's a reason probably why John Lynch drafted a quarterback, because I think they know that too. Uh, aside from Debo, aside from Debo Samuel, there's zero supporting cast. I mean, I guess Elijah Mitchell's been somewhat of a surprise, right, at running back. Uh, mm-hmm. Kittle's missed, you know, uh, three games he's only got one touchdown on the year it's like who who can san francisco rely on nobody their left tackle is out for the year uh, mcglinchey's out you know jalen moore the rookie has to start i mean 
it's the best D-line in football, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And they got Vaughn Miller, who's yet to play. They lead the league in sacks. I think it'll be another one of those games. Um, and, I, and I honestly hate, can't stand it. I can't stand San Francisco's secondary. When Josh Norman at 33 is your best player, this game, uh, if Nicosa and, and Eric Armstead don't pressure Matthew Stafford, it's going to be a blowout. Plus four is going to look like plus 40 uh, to me. Uh, I know they'll bounce back. they got too much talent on wide receiver and tight end on their football team. They're still the team to beat in the NFC, if you ask me. It's not Arizona. It's still the Los Angeles Rams. So take the points. I think it might be, might be even more uh, once this game comes along. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how the Rams bounce back on Monday night football after that tough loss uh, against the Titans. I'm with you. I I love this game. I'm all over the Rams. That was Matthew Stafford's worst game of the season. We'll see. I'm sure he's going to put that behind him. And I think the Rams roll in a big way. All right, guys. Time now for bet or bust. We will pick three games or teams that we either like and want to bet or games we don't and uh, want to stay away from. It's quick, rapid fire, bet or bust. And number one up is uh, my Denver Broncos. Denver minus two and a half. Uh, They welcome in the Philadelphia Eagles to mile high. Denver, as of this recording, is the favorite at minus two and a half. Guys, are we betting or are we busting? I mean, Denver confused me last week. Like, really confused me last week. And so now I don't know what to expect from them at all going forward. <laughs> Nobody I, I thought did they, get, they trade Vaughn Miller and, like, all right, we're they done. Got better. That's all right. They got better. We're by subtraction. And, and they, got, they got better. But I, well, here's what I do know I do know that the Eagles will keep it close, even if they start out slowly. Jalen Hurts has a game, he has a gamer in him. Like, is there something about him that just makes you feel like, um, you know, he can he can keep a game within reach. But I do know that it is very hard to play in mile high, especially when you come from sea level, like really, like at the ocean, like where Philadelphia is, like New York is. Uh, and it may just be a subtle like parching of the of the of the palate and you feel like you can't get hydrated enough or you have a you know 30 yard run and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're shot for the next four or five plays. I'm going to take Denver here simply because they're the home team you lay in two and a half. So I would bet this one. I'm, I'm betting it, too. Uh, I'm betting it, too. Teddy Bridgewater has very quietly, uh, n- nothing spectacularly, had a solid year. He's got 14 touchdowns, only got five interceptions. We know he missed that one game because of the concussion. But I, I love his leadership style. He is exactly what Jalen Hurts needs to become. You know, a mm-hmm. guy that's just just methodical about his game. He's, he has some spectacular ability. He can throw the football. But he's not trying to do it every single every single play. That's what that's where Jalen hurts. I think is is really hurt by his play calling and the way he plays plays games. He loses games for his football team. Teddy Bridgewater does not lose games for his football team right now. And I Good so point. if I, if it's two and a half, two and a half, I'm taking this one. Yeah. All right. Let's make it a clean sweep. Shockingly, I'm going with Denver again. <laughs> I they have to they have to though. Uh, what you're taking Denver? <laughs> We're going to have to add up what my uh, record is with them. I know it's over 500 picking Denver. Okay. I'm just saying that. So stick with me, fans. Don't, I'm not that big of a homer. I'm a big homer, but I'm not that big of a homer. But I think if they can limit uh, Jalen Hurts, that defense is playing real well. Uh, Gordon and Williams has been a really solid duo of running backs uh, so far. I'm going to go with Denver and, uh, you know, 
when you're playing at mile high, uh, it can be a factor. I, although I know, uh, what you call it? A parching of the palate. <laughs> yeah. 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 You didn't that have that one. running in the marathon. Uh, no, I actually, I did. That's when I stopped running and started walking. <laughs> <laughs> at least your That's wife hooked I'm... you up with a beer, you know? Exactly. I mean, come on. That, that was the exact spot. I was like, all right, I'm good. I have my beer. He's back. That's where the that's where that thirty minutes off your PR went, dude. Drink that's beer exactly and walking. Right. Exactly <laughs> right. I don't blame you. That's my style of running. All right, guys. A bet or bust. Here we go. Number two, Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills to win the AFC is now at plus two seventy five. Uh, mm. Some other odds. Baltimore's next at nine and two. Tennessee five and one. Chiefs hanging around at six and one. Cleveland and New England twelve to one. But the question is, are you betting or busting Buffalo at plus two seventy five to win the AFC? Oh, this one, man. This one. This I'm one. You, you, if you would have asked me this at one o'clock last Sunday, I would say absolutely take it. And then the absolute improbable happened. Like, not impossible because we've already stated that in in this, this 2021 NFL season anything is possible. Yep. I did not think that was possible. What happened? Yeah. The so Jaguars. do I nine to do six? I, do nine to, do I, so do I lose confidence in Buffalo at, at this point just because of one game? No, because you can have one game. I would still actually take this. Um, mm. Baltimore. I think I, I think Baltimore at the end. They're they're gonna. I know they're the best team in the AFC. I can, I can tell just because of the quarterback, just because of the way they play defense, just the way they control games. But at the end of the day, I think Buffalo is, is the team that can most uh, exploit the rest of the teams in the, in the, in the AFC. They can, they can play great offense, right? They have a, a stout defense when they, when they want to come to play. And I think they'll bounce back from this, from this, this, this pass loss. And, and the momentum will take them towards the end of the year. I I, I would take this absolutely. Ron, I, would, I would take a chance on this. Ron, how uninspiring of a like a bet is this? It's like the AFC yeah. is so confusing at this Great like, point. I have yeah like, yeah with enthusiasm. I'm taking that. Hell no, I'm busting that. There's no way I'm taking that. There's not a chance. Because well, you got to take some, you got to take somebody, right? If so I had to take somebody, I probably would take. Baltimore, like you, because I mean, Pittsburgh is no, Cincy, no, Cleveland, no. I mean, New England might win the division, right? We're talking about like Buffalo winning the, winning the, uh, the, the AFC. New England might come snatch that division from them, depending on yeah. what happens. You know, sure. four, the AFC is a wash. They're all five and three and five and four, the West, that is. Uh, and so I'm going to bust it because I have no idea, but yeah. I, I don't have faith. <laughs> Especially yeah, because yeah. of what we saw in Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville's getting better and they're starting to fight. And Josh Allen, uh, the Jacksonville Josh Allen, had a day with a sack, a fumble, recovery, and an interception in that game. But um, this is a couple of games in a row for Buffalo where they've looked pedestrian. Good point. After being one of the best teams, yeah. if not the best team in the AFC, they've looked very average, if not below average. So I'm busting this until that, ch- until that trend changes. Yeah, let's revisit this one in three weeks. Uh, the AFC yep. is just wide open. And I would bust it too and, and at this point and just take a flyer on like a 12-1 to 1 New England. What if they do yes. win that division and yes. get home field? That's we right. all know what happens up there in the playoffs, so I'm busting it too. All right, final bet or bust for this week. I love it. Let's go to the 
hardwood as college basketball season has tipped off. And here we go, guys. Your Virginia Cavaliers are 50 to 1 to win the NCAA national championship. Are you two all in on the Cavaliers? I mean, I'm always all in on the Cavaliers, Ron. I mean, you you have to say yes, but we just lost to Navy. Navy. I saw that. Navy. And you know why we lost to Navy? Because we played pack line defense, which is fantastic if you guys want to try to score in the paint. But Navy shot 52%. 52 and a half percent from three point range. Then oh. Virginia, Tony Bennett's going to give that away. He's going to say, Hey, you can knock down 52 percent. You can take it. Just look at UMBC on the NCAA tournament, yes. first round, first 16 1 to lose, right? So I'm taking it. Obviously, I'm betting the hell out of it because I do believe Tony Bennett will figure <laughs> it out. Boy. But I'm not the only the homer. We lost the Navy, dude. Navy. <laughs> Ronde, you jumping on, betting or busting? What he said. <laughs> I almost threw my phone at the TV. I was at a, I was having an adult beverage last night with some friends, and I and it came across, and I said, "Turn on that game, please." <laughs> it was sixty-six, to whatever the score was, uh, and I was like, first I was like, "Who's Navy?" And I was like, no, "That's the Service Academy Navy that we just lost to." So, no. <laughs> taking them i you know what tony bennett is a, he's a, one of the best coaches in college basketball has been proven over and over again he can he can make let's say average players two or three star recruits play like five star recruits as a team but no no chance if i if I, if I, i'm busting this right now it's just All too right. embarrassing <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I know our producer, Mike Rigg, is just chomping at the bit back there because his Kansas Jayhawks, uh, they are 8-1 oh, yeah. to one odds to win mm. the national championship. The team with the best odds and the favorite, Gonzaga at 6-1, to one, Texas 10-1, to one, and UCLA 12-1. to one. Um, As I have nothing to do with Virginia, I'm going to bust this one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good job. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Hey, we want to give our viewers and listeners uh, the chance. This is a season long super book contest that gives you the opportunity to hang with the Barber Brothers in Las Vegas for Super Bowl weekend. One lucky winner will be picked. If you want to get into the mix, all you have to do is send in a question for the guys via Twitter. It's just that easy. The handle is at Superbook Sports, at Ronde Barber, at Tiki Barber, and at R. Cruck. And you're in. It's just that simple. Here is this week's question, guys. A good one coming in from Marvin Pinckney. Here it is. Have you guys ever pranked your team's by switching uniforms, college or pros. I, I think it's like the parent trap. You know, mm. you're switching the you're switching position or teams. That that's a question from Marvin. Tiki. I think we only tried it one time. And I tried to go into Rondé's position room. And yep. uh his his defensive back coach Art said, Yep, Art exactly. Mar- Art Marcos. Art Marcos was like <laughs> college. This is college yeah, this at, is Univ- college. at the University of Virginia. I tried to go in there, but it was it was my third year, I think. So I had started to put on like weight. So I so we looked exactly alike until our third year in college when I got big. And he I, I took two steps in. He's like, Tiki, get the hell out of here. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we ever have. Let's say we've never done it in sports. Yes. Yes. God. Yes. I love it. Enough what a said. great question, man. I love it. And I love the fact you guys actually tried it. That's what makes it even better. Well, he doesn't trust me running backwards, and I don't trust him with my running ball reputation. So there yes. you go. There you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good point. All right, guys. Great job, as always. That's going to wrap up another episode of Betting with the Barbers. Uh, four teams get the weekend off. Uh, the Bengals, Bears, Texans, and the Giants. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, I want to thank all the veterans and servicemen and women out there. Happy Veterans Day to all of you, and thank you for everything that you do for this country. Always appreciate it. Make sure to sign up at Superbook.com and download the Superbook app for the latest odds, and follow Superbook on social media at Superbook Sports. Betting with the Barbers airs on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and a new episode Drops every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And look for clips and our picks of the show throughout the weekend. And check out the podcast version of the show on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, odds are subject to change. For Ronde and Tiki Barber, I'm Ron Kruk. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you next week. You've been locked into the Betting with a Barber's podcast. Touchdown, Tiki Barber! Intercepted, Ronde Presented by Superbook Sports. Featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Ronde Barber. And featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today and never miss out on the Barber Twins weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Ronde Barber broke up the play. Ronde Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.